0: you're listening to scga off the hosel the official podcast of the south carolina golf association here are your hosts alan knight and biff lathrop
1: hey and welcome back to scga off the hosel i'm alan knight joined by biff lathrop for an exciting episode
2: yes man what a great opportunity we got here coming up but uh before we get to this off the hosel podcast we've got coming up for you we've had a we had one major event, Alan, in the last two weeks. Uh, we kind of catch – if there's a breather time, this is a breather time. We had a, yeah. our mid four ball at Florence Country Club uh, August the 19th and 20th. Uh, we had 56 teams that came into town. Yeah. And one winner. And but it took an extra whole playoff. Well, there's some low scores too, and Dude, some those high guys scores. played good, and that golf course they got it so good right now. Yeah, uh, rough
1: was good, greens were slick. Richard um, Brown said he would have liked them a little faster. Yeah, and I told somebody else that who played, and they said, No, 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 nope,
2: nope. <laughs> you don't. People don't realize, man. Florence, you know, you, you've been around it enough, but different tiers, different levels on those greens. You don't need it real quick, but it was no. really good. And when all was said and done. Mr. Garland Farrell and Michael Sims shot uh, 61, 63, 124 total, and won in a one-hole playoff with a birdie on 18 over Kevin Driggers and Andrew Locklear. Wow! Which, by the way, those two guys they shot 60 the final round.
1: Yeah, I saw that. Unbelievable. Yeah, that's impressive. Um, and
2: and I would say this about Garland too. Garland and Michael won the championship. Great, you know, great team. Garland's been playing some good golf here. He played in that final round at the Amateur.
1: Oh, did he? Yeah, he okay. sure did. Yep. He
2: sure did. In fact, a funny story, Garland, you know, he played in that final round with Rafe Reynolds and, and Todd White, who, who were kind of a two-horse race at that point in time. And Right. <laughs> Garland looked at me on the fourth green, came up to me on the fourth green, he goes, man – who do you think is going to win this golf tournament? And
1: he's playing in the final group. so Yeah, and he plays well in all that stuff in the upstate, the standard limit covers such as the the you know Spartanburg Opens or yep. the Budweiser's or what have yep. you. And I don't know
2: the number. We have to ask Garland. But Garland's had, I don't know, 15 hole-in-ones. I mean, it's, it's, it's an unbelievable number of hole-in-ones the man's had. So, congratulations to Garland and Michael. Great team, good guys, big-time SCGA supporters. Glad to have them on our, on our roster with us and yep. playing golf with us. Uh, yeah. And then coming up we're gonna have as this comes out, we've just finished up our senior better ball at C and T Cooper Country Club. We got fifty four teams coming into town for it. Yep. Alan, I know we just went through the hurricane. Um and not everybody got hit as bad as we talked about, but, but apparently c got nine inches of rain well, yesterday at this hurricane that came through. Gene will handle it. Gene's on top of yeah. it. Gene Scarborough's the superintendent there. Been there for a long time. He'll take care of that. And yep. uh, we come back the next weekend. We get right back into it with everybody involved. Uh, the 9th and 10th of September – we're going to be at Columbia Country Club. The SCG will be at the Columbia Country Club for the players' four ball. We got 60 teams competing yep. over two days there. The shotgun starts. We're going to look forward to having eight, uh, 36 holes of competition there. And then also up in Bell, the Junior Golf Association is going to be conducting the Orange Jacket tournament mm-hmm. at Bell. We got 130 kids registered. Allen, they had to turn away a hun- over 100 kids. I know. And we took 130. That's. Good and bad. I mean, you know, it it's just, just goes to show you the popularity of golf right now, especially with junior golf. It, it's just it's popping right now. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. congratulations and good luck to everybody playing in those events. But, man, what what an opportunity we got here for this episode of Off the Hossle. Um
1: it, Before we get into the uh, what you're getting ready to talk about, we do have to give a shout-out to two of our former South Carolina Junior Golf Association players, uh, Jensen Castle and Morgan both advanced through Stage 1 of LPGA qualifying school and jensen had some very low rounds in there i think she finished second or was that second at some point so kudos ladies
2: but, right i love to hear the ladies doing good out yeah. there man that's awesome representing south carolina that's yeah. great Yep,
1: yeah. it was impressive but back to to mr white so to speak so
2: yeah we you know we we did we had a little 10 minute episode with him uh for before the south carolina amateur championship and um it that led him to victory apparently and uh, then you and I got to go up there to Spartanburg and sit down with him for a little bit and, and of, talked about his upcoming trip and
1: yeah and post amateur his right? win and all that
2: and he was going he was getting ready to head out to California for the U.S. Senior Amateur
1: yeah and Dern if he didn't win the thing and uh, never did he ever trail I know he did trail that you final know, match
2: we talked about it in the office here and this is incredible in August he is playing the South Carolina Amateur. Two USGA qualifiers and a USGA Championship. I forgot about the qualifier. And he has not lost any of them. He medaled at the US Senior Amateur and he won the US Senior Amateur. Those are and like he said, there's two different events. You know, medaling is one thing in stroke play to get to match. To win it's a whole other ballgame. Nobody's beaten a man in August, and he's That's played
1: impressive. He's played some serious championships. That might be his new nickname, Mister August. Mister August. Uh
2: and he's still got the U.S. mid am coming up and, and now he's won the U.S. senior amateur and he's going to get into the U.S. senior open. He's going to right. play Bernhard Langer next year at the U.S. Senior Open. Wow. I mean, it's That'll just be a good match. Incredible. Yeah, right? <laughs> incredible. So we we we're just so excited for Todd White and, and what he's done and uh, what he represents and what he does for amateur golf and uh I just I really hope everybody enjoys enjoys this episode, enjoys the listen, and, and and congratulations to Todd White. We're we're
0: proud of you. Together, the South Carolina Golf Association, the South Carolina Junior Golf Association, and the South Carolina Junior Golf Foundation strive to promote, preserve, and grow the game of golf in South Carolina. Through a combined effort, each association and the foundation work to support amateur golf junior golf and grow the games initiatives throughout the state of south carolina be sure to follow all three organizations on our social media handles for the latest and greatest updates and news the my scga app is also a great way for all members to post scores follow live scoring at scga major championships and stay updated on all things scga to follow live scoring of the scjga events download the scjga app
1: the hottest man in golf in South Carolina right now joins us, Mr. Todd White. Todd, how are you?
3: I'm doing well, and I don't know. I guess. Well, I don't think Lucas lives in the state right now, but he he might be the hottest golfer from South Carolina right One now. One of you
1: two, definitely.
2: I'm telling
3: you. I mean, you've been on a streak here, brother. It's uh, it's been a fun two and a half weeks. I'm not gonna not
2: gonna lie about it. That's awesome. We're gonna get into we're gonna get into all the details and accomplishments here in a little bit. But uh, thank you for being here with us at the Country Club of Spartanburg and. Uh, I've been having sitting down with Alan and I and going through some of the things that you've been through the last few weeks and your, your career, which is incredible. I got some other stats I'm going to throw out of here in a little bit, but tell us how you kind of got started in golf and where you grew up and tell us a little bit about Todd White. Well, I,
3: I grew up uh, basically all around athletics. Uh, my dad was drafted by the Detroit Tigers out of high school in baseball. And never made it to the big leagues. I guess it'd probably be the equivalent of what be Triple A now. And so I grew up around athletics. Uh, I was always competitive, and I guess I started, you know, swinging a club maybe when I was you know eight or nine. But I never really played golf until I was eleven or twelve years old. And to be honest with you, it was just something to pass time in the summer before baseball practice rolled around and played up until the ninth grade and then with baseball season and golf season overlapping in high school i had to make a choice and yeah i don't know why but i just gravitated toward golf and but, what
2: part of the world are you in are you in spartanburg yeah, where'd you
3: grow up i grew up in spartanburg okay so you've been here your yeah life. fair forest elementary school fair <laughs> forest middle and then Dorman high nice
1: and where do you teach now
3: i teach at spartanburg high school okay um, teach U.S. government, and I created a class called Economics of Sport. Uh, Students look at every career in the world of sport other than playing and coaching, and the students actually, last year, actually developed an athletic department website, a new one, and developed an athletic department app for yeah. us there, at Spartan High. So it's uh, it's
2: it's a good good thing. That's awesome. That's awesome. What about so junior golf? Did you play much? I know you got into it, but did you play much junior golf tournaments and things around the state? Really didn't. I
3: I played a local one for in Greenville that they had there at Chanticleer. I played in our state junior, and by the time that was done. Yeah, football season rolled around. I'm playing football at Dorman, basketball at Dorman, and then golf. So I just went from one season to the other. It, it wasn't an, an era where you specialize like right. they do today. Yeah. Well, yeah. When, it,
1: when it came time for Furman, were you a, a one sport pony by that point? I mean, one golf only, or were you still?
3: I was golf only when I went to Furman. Okay. I, I received some interest from some schools to play football, Furman being one. But uh, all it took was one look at somebody who's 5'9", 170 pounds, and I realized that I could play college football, but I was not going to go beyond that. So why risk any type of injury when I could tee up a golf ball and have fun and play?
2: What position did you play in football? I was a quarterback in
3: high school, but I was recruited as a, a receiver. Nice. Nice. nice.
1: Any success at Furman? How, how was your college golf career?
3: I, you know, Willie Miller, the golf uh, uh, coach Biff there. kind of laugh when I said Ed that. At Furman. <laughs> uh, Willie, as I, I said earlier this year, Willie took a chance on me because I was not a junior golfer who had name or recognition. Uh, I got to Furman and you know my first year I'll never forget my first tournament I'm playing with Lynn Matisse Wow. Uh, at Elk River. I, I shoot 76 and I'm kind of happy and <laughs> I started adding it up and I think Lynn shot 66 and I'm like I, I might need to get a little better here <laughs> yeah. uh, and obviously Lynn went on to have a great career on PGA Tour yep. but uh, you know from there uh, just work to get better and I enjoyed my time at Furman. I'm indebted to Furman, and I think it was a successful four years that I had there. Yeah. How yeah. He,
1: successful? He was.
2: It? He was a four-time MVP at Furman, which is every year
1: he was there. Yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, NCAA All-American in '89, Southern Conference team champions in '88, Southern Conference individual champion in '88, four-time All-Southern Conference, for 2004 Furman Athletic Hall of Fame
3: face it, Furman was good for me, <laughs> and Furman was good to me. Yeah, and uh, you know I will always you know have a special place for Furman and you know the golf coach there Willie Miller for giving me that opportunity. Oh Willie, he oh, was Willie. there for a while. He's a good one.
2: He's a great one. And
1: was Donnie Pepper there when you were there?
3: We overlapped one year. Okay, one year. Yeah, yeah uh, you know the the women's golf team there. Obviously the success that they've had with uh, with Betsy King and with Beth obviously. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you know. Men's program, probably Brad Faxon, most notable one. Yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. Then Todd White. Uh,
2: t- <laughs> so what? So you get through Furman, graduated with flying colors, I'm sure, um, all honors, and you went and tried to do a little of the tour stuff, or?
3: I did. I I made the mistake of turning pro, and and I don't say that jokingly. Uh, I you know I thought I was ready to play, but I wasn't. And looking back on it, I can say that. But when you're 22, 23 years old, the, the world's at your feet, yeah. and it's time to try it. Yeah. Uh, and I did try it for just right at four years. And then when you realize that you have no status on any tour, that you've never had status on any tour, that uh, you know the Monday qualifiers, that uh, it's just a crapshoot, and you get in or you don't. Yeah. and It's just not a glamorous lifestyle. And it was something that I started to not enjoy. And i knew it was time to do something different
2: you know it's funny we were talking to alex hamilton not long ago and he was telling us about his trials and tribulations out there trying to make the tour and what have you and he says when it got to the point where it wasn't fun to go practice anymore is when he realized yeah he might need to go look at doing something else and sounds like a little bit insane, it's but. a
3: little bit yeah i still you know i still enjoy the practice part i do uh for me it was packing in the suitcase and knowing that you're going to be at a mini tour event, mm-hmm. and obviously not at some of the best locations. So once you don't achieve status out there, there comes a point in time where it, it it's time to do something else. Yeah,
2: and is that when you came back, and then did you get into teaching at that point in time? I
3: did. Yeah. I did. I you know I started uh, my career. I was at 12 years at a school and uh, enjoyed my time there. Uh, now for the last 10 years, I've been at Sparberk High School. Uh, wonderful place. Uh, I.K. did the administration at Spartanburg High School, both at the district level and at the school level with Jeff Stevens as our superintendent. Uh, Dr. Andrew McMillan is our principal now, our athletic director, Todd Staley. Uh, they have been incredibly supportive, accommodating, and encouraging for the things that I've done in the last 10 years with golf. And, you know, I'm indebted to them for that support and very, very humbled by what they they do
2: for me. You couldn't do what you do without that kind of support. I mean, there, there's some – being a teacher at some of these events, I know you and I have talked about a lot of events I would like you to play in. You're like, Biff, I just I can't do everything because of all, everything you got going on.
3: Yeah, that's true. And I, yeah, I've been fortunate to, uh, to qualify for some USGA events. And with USGA events, it's – I don't want to say easier – but it's an it's a better sell to say, look, I'm competing for a national championship. I'm not going to play in a member guest, right? Yeah. Yep. And with that, I understand that. Hey, look, if if that's the situation, then I know that my time during the school year is limited to the larger amateur events and the USGA events.
2: Yeah. Yeah. You
1: got to prioritize.
2: Well, and way schools going now, they started. At, when did y'all start school this year? Let's see. I think students started back on August the. Eighth, maybe? Eighth, yeah. Something I mean, like that? I remember, we used to, I remember back in the day, it was like Labor Day almost yeah. before you got started yeah. in school. So they'd it, it, bring in. Uh,
3: well, maybe. that. I, I don't know exactly. I've been no. trying to remember the date. It, it's sad to say this, but the first day back for students was U.S. Mid-Am qualifying. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's, that's how I remember the first funny. day of that's school. That's funny. <laughs> that's funny.
1: So did you ever take a break in competitive golf when, when you quit playing the tour to teaching?
3: I did rules were uh, for reinstatement of amateur status were different at that time. oh yeah uh, i uh, I actually waited about a year and a half before I even filed the paperwork. yeah and then it was uh, another year before I so it was a two and a half year gap where I was you know just in limbo right with golf. but don't get me wrong, I was coaching football at the time at the high school level, and that was the competitive outlet for me.
1: You still coaching football? No, okay.
3: no I this is my let's see 2010 was the last year that i coached football you did, coaching anything boys and girls golf at Sparmer yeah. high school yep, so i thought Does, boys and girls
1: did any of that football mentality do you ever bring it into your golf game in any shape or form anyway
3: I, I don't really maybe you know the competitive aspect of yeah. it uh i know that you know there are some times when you're out there and you're practicing and it's hot like it is today right uh you've got a maybe a a 36 hole final match or you've got to play two matches in one day and I look at it you know if I can go through two weeks of two a day football practices I can surely play 36 holes of golf I hear you I hear <laughs> that's right
1: <laughs> so when did you pick the amateur career back up
3: uh, I'm trying to remember I think it was 2001 when I got my status back and as soon and as you got it you were back home just just hit the ground running I, I made some phone calls uh, to some tournaments I'd played in in the past uh, one but I mentioned the Northeast Amateur in Rhode mm-hmm. Island. I'd won that event in 1990. Uh, Denny Glass was the tournament chairman. He welcomed me back into amateur golf. Nice. And, you know, from there, you know, two years later, I'm, I'm in the round of 16 at the U.S. Amateur, and it's, it's been a whirlwind
1: since. Do you think your golf game's gotten better over time?
3: I don't know about the game. I think the, the mental approach to it and the way yeah. I manage my way around the golf course has gotten better.
1: Like do you, any aspirations for senior tour? Like David Dupree, great player, and, and and until he got sick, was going to do that senior thing.
3: Yeah. and and Dick Red could play. Yeah. Yep. And uh, for me, I'm 55. I'll be 56 this November. And you know, really, if you look at it, with the exception of Bernard Langer, who is, I, I'm convinced he's part machine. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, your window closes so quickly out there. Uh, I really have no desire to try that okay there there are still a couple of things you know looming out there on the amateur horizon that i want to try to achieve and and that that's kind of the carrot
2: for me right now i hear you well let's real quick i i've got this full sheet of paper here uh with your resume don if you'll give me a sec i'm gonna go through you mentioned the northeast dam you won that in 1990 uh you won the our south carolina amateur at camden in 1990 it's a good year um you won the South Carolina match play in 91, 2004, 2010, 2020, uh, runner-up in 3 and 17. Uh, South Carolina mid-amateur champion in 2004. Uh, Palmetto Am champion in 2010. Uh, zalea you won in 2015. Uh, our amateur championship, which we're going to talk about here in a second, you just won again in 2023. 33 years later uh you won our amateur champion at, at musgrove and then I, I think the usga stuff is, is just crazy to me because most of these things you got to qualify or be invited to or you you just don't sign up for and i'm gonna go through some of them here but you you, you played in you played in the one us open uh i've got you at six usga state championships eight us amateurs that you qualified. Made it all the way to the round of uh, 16 in 2003. Uh, nine U.S. Mid-Ams, including the one you just qualified for. Uh, quarter in 14 and 15. Uh, U.S. Am four balls, you've played in eight, and that's because you won the first one
3: they ever had. Well, we won the first one. You, you, yeah, yeah, we won you, the first you, you, Four you won, ball championship.
2: Four ball championship. Y'all won the first one. Uh, and now that you're getting into the senior ranks, you, you're getting ready to play. Uh, you see the Two U.S. Senior Opens, and you just qualified for your first U.S. Senior Ham, for a total of, if my math is right, thirty six U.S.G.A. Championships you've participated in. That's that's incredible. It's
3: it's been a lot of fun. You know, it's I don't think it's quite you know Paul Simpson esque, but ah, it's uh it's yeah I, I'm I'm proud of the longevity. You're only fifty five. <laughs> well, I'm only fifty five. So. <laughs> Have you peaked yet? I don't know. Yeah. I really don't. Uh, I've never looked at it that way. Uh, I've I've tried to go by just the motto that the golf clubs and the golf ball have no earthly idea how old someone is that's using them. And going into a tournament, uh, I understand there are certain golf courses when I play against the college kids, I understand it's going to be very, very difficult for me to compete. Uh, But on particular golf courses, uh, when you don't need drivers as much, I think I've shown that I can still compete with the college guys. But if you, you take me somewhere like the Dunes to where you know it's a bomber's paradise, and I'm gonna have difficulty. When you've got the college kids that are hitting eight and nine iron right. into a green and I'm back there with a six iron, yeah, green's gonna receive it differently. It's just tougher. It, it's And that's, that's not sour grapes, that's just reality. Right, right,
2: right. Does it surprise you how long the ball's going now? How far it's going? Is that, I mean, you've seen it over a period of time.
3: You know, I would like to say yes.
2: But when
3: I'm longer now than I was 25 years ago, Mm -hmm. and all of a sudden you put this in the hands of a 19 year old kid that has been through the college weight training program, college nutrition program, and they're taught from an early age hit it as hard as you can and we'll straighten it out later. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not surprised a bit. Yeah. All
1: right. Going back to that list, Beth rattled off. Is there a particular tournament that stands out in your mind the most as you? your best victory
3: oh uh, all of them are incredibly satisfying don't <laughs> <Yeah>. get, uh, <laughs> you know i i go back to 1990 and the northeast amateur it's played uh, the week after the u.s open and um you know winning there because that that showed me that i could play on a national stage uh it's you know, invitation-only tournament. There's probably, I think it's 80 of the top amateur players in the country or world. And to be able to, to do what I did there, that, that instilled a whole lot of confidence in saying, hey, you know what, you you can compete at this level. Yeah. And, you know, that confidence, that whole season carried through because I, ended up, I won the state am at Camden that year. And the very, well, two days later, actually, because the qualifier was on Tuesday, qualified for my first USGA event with the amateur at Cherry Hills. Oh, wow. so, so 90 was 90 was a, a year a breakout year I'll call it. that's the one that really showed me that I
2: could play
1: man that's impressive
2: yeah. yeah so so was that the catalyst you think to go try to do the professional thing was that that good
3: that good year? I think so And then uh, staying amateur the next year in an attempt to make the Walker Cup team ah. and and when I did not and to be a, and I didn't play well enough to even earn consideration for that and then that's when I said okay let's give it a try.
2: All right. Well, you brought it up. Let's talk about that Walker Cup team yeah. in 2013. Not I mean, a bad team, right? Not a bad team. I mean, that, that's ten years ago, you're 45 years old. True. Uh, you're playing with all these kids. What'd you do to get what 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 did you do? do You think to get invited? Invited. Yeah. What what accomplishments that you had at that time? That anything stand out? In 2012, the year before, uh, I had made
3: it to the round of 32 at the U.S. Amateur and i had made it to the semifinals of the u.s mid-am yeah and that particular year they had uh, the usga had said that they were going to have mid-ams on the walker cup team so i received you know a notice from the usga that i was under consideration i was invited to the walker cup practice session in december and when you receive that invite to the practice session you know you're you're on your radar pretty good And I went out the next year in 13 and played in all of the major amateur events with the college guys, Um, played really well. And then, uh, you know, based on the performance over that two year period, I I got the phone call telling me I'd been selected to the team and will always remember where I was. Uh, I was on the driving range at Three Pines Country Club in Woodruff, where I grew grew up. (laughs) Nice. Where I grew up, I got the call. Uh, telling me I'd made the team, and the first thing I did was hop into a golf cart and ride out to the 12th hole and tell my dad we did it.
2: That's awesome. So wow. it who who called you? Do you remember?
3: Uh, gentlemen? I'm not sure if he's with the USGA now or not, but I remember it was Dan Burton. Okay. Dan Burton, good guy. That's
2: that's crazy.
1: Who was on that team? I can't name them off the top of my head.
3: Oh, I, I can. Okay. I can. Uh, let's see. Oklahoma State, you had Jordan Kneeberg. Okay. From Stanford, you had Patrick Rogers. University of California, you had Michael Kim, Michael Weaver, and Max Homa. Wow! University of Alabama, you had Bobby Wyatt, Corey Witsit, and got him Justin Thomas, (laughs) and then uh, Nathan Smith, my US four ball partner, and myself. We were the two mid-ams represented on the team.
1: That's cool. I'm gonna say one name popped out: in Michael Kim. Has become one of my favorite twitter followers Our followers follow on twitter he is so yeah he puts himself out there but he, he's on tour and doing well
3: and you know i don't know how his game had obviously he's on tour but uh he was he putted better than anybody i'd ever seen that week at the walker cup
2: and where'd y'all play that walker cup national golf links a great place
1: i've heard it's mucho great
2: i got a uh, pretty cool week you you made the cover of our palmetto golfer magazine that spring fall um and uh i got you i got a co- I got a picture of you on our on a wall on that cover shot with the president bush at that time yeah. if and i'm not mistaken i think of...
3: i sent that one off to be uh to be autographed by him if i'm not mistaken yeah. i think so i think we, we I got think we yeah. got yours and his on yeah, there i think so it's,
2: it's on hanging few of them out
1: yeah. yeah yeah um how was it that week being the mid-am did you feel i know you your game was right there with him. did you feel out of place being the sorry to use the term the old guy well
3: yeah it, it's weird because I think it was uh, it was either Max Homer or, or Michael Weaver who did an interview and said that uh, basically you know I wasn't out of place because my teaching background I'm used to being around younger people you knew the lingo yeah. Yeah. so understood you know how to relate to them a little bit and you know give the needle a little bit yeah you know, let yeah. them know hey look you know, i know i'm older but i i, I can still give the needle a little bit and i can take it too because i never forget justin thomas yeah he hit one so far by me and i just looked at him i said man i need 20 more <laughs> he said you want 20 more you got to lose 20. i said justin i'm i'm 45 years old i said you know if i lose 20 pounds right now he said no 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 you need to lose 20 years uh, that's funny that's, that's funny, funny. How is it?
1: How is it watching those guys these days? Is it easy, tough? I mean, I'm sure you root for every one of them, don't you?
3: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, it's still nice to be able to pick up the phone after, like, you know, when Max is one, send him a text saying, "Hey, great playing, good to see you on TV." Uh, Same thing with Justin and Michael. It yeah, it's been good to to be able to to do that and stay in touch with you know with people that you shared a great a great moment in golf with.
1: Yeah. Are you and Nathan still partners in four ball? Y'all divorced? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Don't think you can ever divorce if you've won together, can you? Well, be the exact
2: team. You, you got to get,
1: to get okay. the exemption. It's got to be okay. the exact team. But gotcha.
3: I would
2: I would never leave him.
1: Gotcha.
2: Is that did you all know each other well before then?
3: We did. We had competed, you know, in amateur golf through that, and then being on the Walker Cup team together. I think it was about maybe two or three months after the Walker Cup, the USGA announced that they were doing the four ball. Yeah. And I got on the phone and I said, you know what, let's try this. Yeah. Why not? And you know, we got exempt into it we go out to the olympic club and next thing you know our names are the first ones on that trophy that's incredible
1: had you played olympic club before that
3: i had played i had been out in california one time before um had a friend of mine here in spartanburg actually that knew someone i i played one time and it was around 1998 okay so it had been a while
1: yeah that's cool
3: Uh, you you've
2: You've played some pretty good places, man. I've been spoiled.
1: Let's is just any, go ahead and say it. Does anything been stand out?
2: Anything more than another? I don't. I don't want to put them on, on the list necessarily. Maybe, but yeah, there's so
3: many good places. And if you look, you rattle off the USGA events, and they're they're usually going to some pretty yeah, pretty yeah. premier locations. And uh, you know, just the mid am in a couple of weeks, it's going to be at Sleepy Hollow. Right. I've never been there, but I've just heard wonderful things about that. So I'm looking forward to that. And then you know, I. This is being taped, obviously, but tomorrow morning at six o'clock, I go to Martis Camp for the U.S. Senior, and I've talked with a number of people, and they said it's just a special experience out there. So never, I've never—I've been spoiled.
1: I haven't heard of
2: that before, until I had to look it up the other day after you qualified because somebody called about it, and I was like, "Yes, it's at Martis Camp." I—it's I, I, new to me. I didn't heard of it, so that would be neat.
1: What, what's your caddy situation? Do you carry a caddy? You get a local?
2: I've had. Uh, Different experiences.
3: Uh, you know, there's uh, a guy here in Spartanburg, Pat Crowley, who's gone with me to several of the USGA events and his caddied. Yeah. Uh, yeah. US Senior. Uh, I just I didn't know this until I got the player memo. You can ride. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I didn't know that. Uh, but then you know, in other USGA events, um, you know, I've carried my own back. Have you really? Yeah. Yeah. You know, it, it goes back to where, like I said, if I can go through, you know, two full weeks of two-a-days, I can I can walk 18 holes and carry my back. You
2: mentioned his name. But I want to give some props to Pat Crowley for caddying for you last week at Carolina Country Club for that U.S. Mid-Am. I, I talked to Dane Burkhart. He said this might have been the hottest golf he'd ever played in his life.
3: It was. Especially the front nine there, you know, at Carolina, it sits down there in that little yeah. flood plain, so to speak. And, you know, you can see the little steam rising up out of the ground. Mm-hmm. It, it was a little steamy that day. That's what they said. Well, Pat, but what Pat's Pat's how old now? Uh, well, he's going to listen
2: to this, so he's yeah. probably going to get mad. Out of so That's kind of. I figured he's in that. So carried your bag, age of seventy-two, around that place because that's not a flat place to carry a bag either. No, back nine, especially. Right.
1: I was thinking state am and he was riding. You're right. This USGA and he was walking. Huh? Yeah, man.
2: Yeah, yeah. That's right. Good uh, for you, Pat. Speaking of the state am, it, so now where <laughs> we are now, which was about three weeks ago. Uh, we got to crown you as our 92nd champion uh, over at Mushgrove Mill. And it's funny, you know, if, if anybody listened, we, we brought the past champions in and did a little 10-minute segment on it with everyone before the on the first day of the, the championship, and um, you were one of those guests. And may, that, maybe that brought you some luck. Maybe this podcast will bring you some luck on your <laughs> next couple of events. But tell us about the week at Mushgrove, Todd, because I, I watched a lot of it, man, and you just you play some good golf. It was steady from start to finish.
3: Uh, I think I may have missed four fairways all week. And when I say I missed fairways, you know, Musgrove, if you miss a fairway big time, you're reloading. Yeah. Well, I was only missing them, you know, by two or three yards, four yards. So I was never in re- a lot of trouble off the tee. Uh, I made four bogeys and a double bogey all week. Wow. Yeah, I made uh, a bogey the first round, a double bogey the second round, a bogey the third round,
2: and then two bogeys the last round. And you made you made some pretty good, because I watched you that final round for sure. I was with you the whole way around it, uh, and most of the third round. But you made some really clutch par putts during that time, too.
3: I did, I, especially the one that I made on 12, yes. the last day. That yes. was one, that, you know, the whole location where it was, where I positioned myself on the green. I, if I go right of the hole, I, I may go to the front of the green. So I just went and went left of it, and I think I had like 10 feet coming back and made it. And yeah, it's huge. You, to win, you have to do a yeah. few things like that. But yeah, as we sit here, it just goes back to what I was telling you. Musgrove was a place to where a mid M can compete. You don't need driver off the tee very much. I only use driver three times each round. And, you know, put the ball in play. I think the last calculation, I think I hit 63 of the 72 greens in regulation. Wow, man. So. Again, it goes back to not being in trouble around
2: that place. And even more impressive than that because you got a you got a pretty big dose of that first day weather when it was raining and, and you don't wear a glove. Uh, and so well, I, I never I watched Lucas Glover the other day in the rain and everything. He doesn't wear a glove either. Is that is that something you just always grown as? I mean, always never used a glove. Interesting. Never used a glove, and then you know tried to
3: put one on in high school one time and just hated the way the golf club felt in my hand and said
2: nope, going mm-hmm. back just. You know. Well, my point to that is, like I said, it, you, you played you played a good, solid uh, portion of the first round and that nastiness that we had that first day and then a four and a half hour rain delay and then bring you back. And, and you know, you, you obviously pulled it off from there and the rest of the week. But, you know, again, you're playing with like Rafe Reynolds and, and some of these guys that, that hit it a long way, but you just stayed in your game and, and did what you did. Yeah. And
3: again, Musgrove not having to hit the ball long off the tee, just position it. And, Again, you mentioned patience. Yeah. I think that was a huge factor that week, uh, you know, the experience factor. I mean, they've got, um, well, 14 moved up. It was playing 288. And for me, I said, you know, my wedge game is pretty good right now. I'm better off with wedge or sand wedge in my hand than I am going for it. So I just laid up. Yeah. 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 And that, that the thought of going for it never even entered my mind.
2: Would you end up having to hit off that tee six iron or something? Seven iron. Seven iron. Yeah, yeah. I figured. Yeah, seven iron sandwich. It one of those. It one of those. We we played it up there on that ladies' tee on the on Ferry four tee on on the final day.
1: Let's let's talk about real quick. And I've heard it from the gentleman Brian Lee, whose tee it was. But you got on seven tee box, a par three. tell, that was tell weird. Us, tell the story.
3: I'm uh, I'm getting ready. To, well, first of all, I just three putted six for one of my bogeys, <laughs> and I was not very happy at that point in time. <laughs> uh, but again the patience factor i was you know, getting ready to play there on seven hit my shot and i was looking for a broken tee she yep. you know, she's on par three and i looked down and in the ground right there on top of the tee was the camden country club logo right and when i pulled the tee out of the ground i just said you know 33 years ago you were able to pull this off why not now <laughs>
1: it was a sign which it, is
2: where you won the 1990 south carolina is, amateur right. state is. amateur there and uh I I think it's – we've heard this because we talked about it during our little champion session, but uh, at Camden that year, you started off your first round, you you played the front side, you shot 41? 42. 42. Made an eight, seven or eight on number nine. And then turned around and shot? 30 on the back. (laughs) And it was game over from there. (laughs)
3: That's awesome. I don't know about game over because I shot 74 in the third round, so I had to come from behind. Okay, that's right. I shot 64 the last day and uh, was able to win by one. 30. On the backside of Kingman, 64. Right. I mean, that's golfing your ball. Yeah.
1: But Todd does that a lot, apparently. <laughs> so. right.
3: As you as you read off that stuff, I, I play golf a lot, it seems
2: like. Well, one other yeah. thing I wanted to mention on here, too. Um,
1: big events, though.
2: So. Yeah, big events. But the, the South Carolina Golf Association Player of the Year, uh, 2004, 2010, 2012, 2013, 2016, and then uh, Carolina's Golf Association Player of the Year in two thousand four as well so that was, that was a good year too I mean that, that, that's a lot of people that you're taking that title from right there well
3: I, you know like I said I, I sometimes I shake my head because I look back every now and then and I say yeah, I've been blessed to play the events I have but at the same time I know I've worked hard to get there yeah, yeah. and it's very satisfying and especially when I look at the longevity I look at, you know, here I am at 55, and I was able to pull off the State Am. And I don't know, it, am I the oldest to win?
2: Yeah. I, in fact, I had to go do a little research. The best I could <laughs> figure out, Frank Ford Sr. won it in 1955 at the age of 51. Okay. That, Cause,
3: so. uh, I, it's funny you say that because I asked Frank one time, I said, Frank, am I the oldest person to win the Azalea? And he got a little snicker, and he said, "No, that'd be my grandfather." Yeah, yeah, yeah. his granddaddy. His <laughs> granddaddy's a player for a long time.
1: Yeah. Well, next time you see him, let him know you. I'll
3: be... have to do that. You know, obviously, Ford names synonymous with golf. Yeah. yeah,
2: Well, and we're talking about Mr. Ford, Frank Ford, the third, um, who's the president of our South Carolina Golf Hall of Fame, had the honor of introducing you this. <laughs> what a year! This this past January, as as the 2022 uh, newest member of the South Carolina Golf Hall of Fame. I mean, what would that mean to you? It meant the world. Uh, you know it's culmination of
3: you know a lot of work uh, good fortune and being able to play in some of the the top level events and obviously you know go back to Furman you know with Frank being a Furman guy it, it, it meant even more when there's a Furman graduate who's basically introducing another Furman guy. Yeah. So that was special.
2: There was a lot of purple in the crowd that day. Right. I bet there Can't was. Can't go wrong with that. We had AD there from Furman, and I mean, it, was, uh, it, was, it was pretty neat. It was Sherry pretty Turner neat. was Sherry there. Sherry Turner was there. That's right. Fur- yeah, so, yeah, Furman's produced, baby. Oh, yeah. I mean, Furman's a uh, real deal. Yeah,
3: just hope they can produce on the football field down in Columbia week two.
2: <laughs> oh, here we go. I knew that was going to come up. <laughs> oh. Wow. Uh, let me ask you this. Now, with all the teaching you're doing and, and, and these events – when do you practice how do you i mean how do you find time to go beat balls or do you beat balls yeah i i I do i i
3: just like prioritizing compartmentalizing you know it it may be just a 45 minute session that i get and that 45 minutes may be spent on short game the next day that 45 minutes may be spent on you know hitting golf balls Um, but i generally i try to do something three to four days a week and again it may be a short Time frame, but at least I'm getting something done.
2: Where do you do that? Do you have a particular place, or you move around? Uh, I got yeah, to go back to my roots. I got to go down Three Pines. I love it.
1: i will say Three Pines. I could tell Three Pines was coming. Three Pines. And yeah.
2: listen, for for those of y'all who haven't been there, I mean, it, it's I don't guess it's I don't guess it's a secret anymore because it's out. We've done. We did our senior championship there this past past spring. uh Greg Krasinski's the pro there now, and really a good place there at three pines and a good driving range to sit there and do what you need to do
3: nice place i mean it brings back a lot of good memories because you know playing there as a kid yeah yeah uh
2: growing up there
3: and uh, yeah like you said good i just i just hate i wasn't able to play in the senior senior amateur this year there right you had to teach right right yeah, yeah. right about exam time daggone
2: work stuff it was and right
3: about exam time and then the four ball is right after that yeah so yeah
2: now uh, another place i think you go spend some time maybe during the summer more, so is another fellow Hall of Famer of yours, Mr. Kevin King, down there at Colleton River. You spend a little time down there, don't you? Absolutely. Uh, you know, Colleton River holds a
3: special place uh, down there when I was making the push to, to make the Walker Cup team. It's down there, and you know, the membership, the staff, they almost, I'll use to word they adopted me. Yeah. yeah. They they said, we know what you're trying to do. Uh, here are our facilities. Yeah, make the push, make the Walker Cup team. And when I did, uh, it, it was incredible outpouring of support from, from Colleton. They were actually, I don't know the exact number, it was somewhere between 10 and 15 Colleton River members that made the trip to National Golf Links for the Walker Cup. Really? Man. So, yeah, just a special place, special people.
2: Uh, debt of gratitude
3: for all they've done for me and continue to do. Yeah, it.
2: yeah. So. It's, it's a great place. And that uh, if you can get around that die course uh, on a good day, <laughs> it's and,
3: yeah, it's a course, and I i don't know. I try to get Kevin King. I try to get him to go back there on that back platform on huh. number nine, but I just can't get him <laughs> he back to doing, no, most uh, yeah, tee box. there. Yeah.
2: Most expensive tee yeah. box in the state, probably.
3: I wonder if he could get to
1: the fairway now. <laughs> Kevin, I said that just <laughs> yeah. for you, by the way. I hear you. He's yeah. jabbing, uh, Kevin. We'll have to give him a chance to rebut at some point.
3: <laughs> no, great friend. Known him a long time, and
2: yeah, really enjoyed friendship and competition with him. And so now you got uh like i said we mentioned you know another amazing thing you you won the amateur on sunday august the 6th uh i think you left that evening and by the way thank goodness we got y'all done because i don't know if you knew musgrove that night along with the storm that you saw during the presentations musgrove that night lost like 20 trees to a a storm um but you left that evening went down to lexington south carolina for the u.s senior am at the country club of lexington medaled there by two shots and then come back a week later and medal at Carolina Country Club for the U.S. Mid Am. Um, so, you mentioned, I guess you leave t- as we're speaking today. You're leaving tomorrow morning for the U.S. Senior Am. Is that right? Yeah, leaving tomorrow morning, at six a.m. You take anybody with you? You going Not solo? Going, going solo. Okay. Going
3: solo. Yeah. Yeah. Sherry works in the school system as well. She's at an early learning center with. Uh, she has eight two-year-olds that are she's charged mm-hmm. with the care of and. Very difficult for, for them to find a, a sub for you know that level. Sure. Yeah. So man. So.
2: Nobody crazy enough to do it.
1: Good, <laughs> good luck. We <laughs> we are all rooting for you. I you know that. Yeah,
3: I really do.
2: What uh and as far as so you're gonna ride at the US senior am, then you're gonna turn around when do you turn around and go back up to the US mid am? Uh, I'll
3: I'll teach on come back on September. I've gotta get the dates right, fifth yeah. and sixth where I'll be teaching. Um, leave late in the afternoon on the sixth to fly up there. Practice rounds on the seventh and eighth, and tee it up on the ninth and see what we can do in the mid. Then.
2: Now you're going to walk at the mid. You going to have a caddy with you there. You going to carry your bag? I, I'm you going to
3: play, play that one by ear. I'm going to get up there and see what the golf course is like. And yeah, you know, if it's relatively flat, you know bag will be on the back, and I'll be I'll be toting it. Nice.
1: You've got a little moon bag or something, don't you? You don't have a big old staff bag, then?
2: Oh no, I don't. I don't have a staff bag. I don't okay. know if I've ever had one of those. <laughs> yeah. Um another person that came out and watched you at the amateur that final round was our man mr rick cloniger came out there especially to, to come watch you play i think he caught you on maybe the ninth green 10th tee yeah. and uh rick's been a good friend of yours for a long time y'all, y'all done competed against each other a lot we
3: have we've uh, competed against each other and we actually we teamed up for the mid and four ball uh so we've done all that you know rick I guess Rick and I may share a little bit similar background. You know, Rick played quarterback at Walford, yep. and so we share a little football background. Although I didn't play in college, and uh, you know, we talk a little bit about that, about how some of that translates. As you asked earlier, some some of it translates over into golf, and it's more just the competitive aspect of it. But yeah. no, Rick, Rick and his wife showing up there, you know, on on Sunday there on the back nine, that it meant a lot to, to see not only fellow competitors but friends yeah. to, to show up in support like that
2: it, it meant a lot Well, it was by the time we were done i think we had a good 20 people or so 25 people out there following you around and everybody was gathered around 18th green and that amphitheater situation there watching and um i know we speak of rick he's going to be another guest here soon on, on off the Hazel with us as well but um Man, what just what a what a daggum run! I mean, just unbelievable. People calling and ask me about it. Yeah, do you remember? Uh, you were the first one
3: to to greet me as I came off the 18th green, Biff. Do you remember what I said? Uh, I
2: can't remember because I was still just trying to take it all in. I said, "Can you actually believe this happened?" <laughs> That's right, I do remember that. <laughs> I do remember that.
1: I saw the picture of you two on social media. That was a nice picture.
2: Well, it's you know, it's one of those moments. I've watched Todd, I, Todd, and I've been doing this for 27 years now, and I've watched a lot of what he's done. Um, been there for a lot of them, and he's a grinder, man. And 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 you know, it's it's there's there are certain people that get out there and play and compete and. I'm not gonna say that they, 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 lock, they lock down necessarily, some do, but, but Todd's a grinder. I knew when he came off that green, I mean, he is, he'd been working, he didn't change anything during his process, and uh, yeah, it was really cool. I was, I, was, I was proud for you, I was proud to be a part of it with you. And it's, uh,
3: it was a little surreal, and you know, they've asked me, how did you celebrate? And I said, well, I, said, I told him, I said, I got in my car. <laughs> it took me almost two hours, because of the weather, to get from Musgrove Mill to Country Club of Lexington. And I sat there and waited for the storm to pass, so I could go out there and putt for about thirty minutes, so I could get the speed in the greens for the qualifier the next day. Unbelievable!
1: That was your celebration.
3: That was my celebration I exactly.
1: I hear you. Well, anything we left unsaid that we need to cover before we get out of here?
2: Uh-huh. Are there any anybody anybody that you know we've talked about your administration at school? Um, and and Sherry, is that right? Yeah. And so she's been a cohort. She's been with you for
3: Say about seven years. Seven years now. now, yeah. And we've we've known each other since sixth grade. Oh, that's awesome. Wow. Uh, and yet she's been incredibly understanding and supportive of what I've done and what I'm trying to do and what I'm trying to accomplish. And yeah, it that's been a blessing.
2: Well, it's been it's been fun to watch uh it's you know you, you talk about paul simpson but you're on your way man i'm telling you paul's got another 20 years on here or so right now so uh i
3: don't know if anybody because I, I think i think paul I, sometimes i think he plays two events a week i
2: think you're probably right <laughs> and, I, and i think the world of paul well that's that's great well congratulations uh we wish you all the luck i hope this podcast brings you the same luck the last one did and uh, hopefully we'll be talking to an, another national championship under your belt here pretty soon. Well,
3: guys, I appreciate you having me here, and appreciate all that the golf association does for
2: us. Thanks, sir.